You are listening to episode number three of the You Are Nourished podcast. Today, I'm sharing my proven method for helping you to ditch diets. So if you're ready to give up dieting, but you don't know where to start, then this is the episode for you. Stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic. But I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello friends and welcome back to the You Are Nourished podcast. We are on episode number three. So the last two episodes talked a lot about diet culture, what diet culture is, how you can start to reject it. We talked about that in episode one and I shared some tips and mindset shifts that you can start to adapt um, to help you to come out of diet culture and learn to live more freely and happily around food. And also in episode number two, we talked about how um, you might struggle to stick to diets and how that has nothing to do with your willpower. So if you've not listened to episode number one or two yet, then I highly recommend that you do. But today I want to talk about, well, how do you actually go about ditching diet culture? Um, I hear this a lot, but Lauren, I've been on a diet my whole life. I'm either on a diet or off a diet. What is the happy medium? What do you actually do? What are you doing? Um, How are you behaving? How are you living your life if you are not either sticking to a strict set of rules around food or throwing the rule book out the window and not sticking to anything at all? Where is that happy medium? Does a happy medium even exist? So if you're either restricting all the time or it's all gone to pot, then what are you doing? Where is that happy place between dieting and not dieting? And that is what today's episode is all about. And I'm going to be sharing with you what I call my three pillars of nourishment and how focusing on these three areas of your health and well-being emotionally, physically, mentally, you know, all areas of your health and well-being, it's not just about food, then this is what true nourishment is all about. So let's talk a little bit about the word nourished, because I've realised that we are into episode three of this podcast, the You Are Nourished podcast, and we haven't even talked about nourishment and what nourishment means. What nourishment means to me, this is my interpretation of nourishment. It might not be somebody else's, it's my uh, interpretation of it. And a lot of people who I've worked with, my members for example, agree with this interpretation of nourishment and it works really well for them. So the podcast is called You Are Nourished, my company is called You Are Nourished, my membership is called Nourished365. I have a an online shop where you can buy merchandise that's got nourished splashed all over it. So I'm really big on the word nourished. It's a really important word to me and it comes with lots and lots of different meanings. So many years ago, um, when I was training as a nutritional therapist and in, um, you know, the years following that when I was in clinical practice and it was very much 
all about the food. For me, nourishment was the food you put inside your body. It was kind of pretty black and white. You're either nourished where you're eating good, healthy food, um, or you're not where you're eating unhealthy food, processed food, whatever it might be. But as I have got older, as I have increased my uh, skills in the area of mindset, um, and as I've worked with more and more people to help them to quit dieting, I've realized that it really is not all about the food. In fact, it's only very partly about the food. And the way that I teach this is with what I call my three pillars of nourishment. And these are nourish your body, nourish your mind, and nourish yourself. And these pillars embody everything that I teach in my challenges and within my membership and when I'm working with clients, because they are so entwined and intermingled with one another and they are broken down into areas of your well-being that will enable you to feel nourished when they are all in balance and all feeling in a really good place. Now, what I want to do is to break these down a little bit more and explain what those three pillars mean. But what I also want to get across is that sometimes in life, things are not going to be going that well. You are going to have all sorts of things thrown at you, um, stress, anxiety, life situations and circumstances. And sometimes it might just not be possible to be working on all of these things at once. But what I try and teach is that if you are at least trying to fill one of these pillars, be it in the body, mind or self area, then at least you are doing something towards your nourishment and you will be filling your cup in some way, even if it's not in the way that you had hoped. So I'll explain a little bit more about this as the episode goes on. So my first pillar, these aren't actually in any particular order. It's just the way that I kind of teach them, nourish your body, nourish your mind, nourish yourself. It's got a nice ring to it. But the first of these is nourish your body. And as this might suggest, this really is the nutrition piece. This is about how you fuel your body, the foods that you put inside your body that either make you feel great or make you feel less great. Now, as I have said, my Uh, views and my beliefs around food have actually changed enormously since I trained to become a nutritional therapist and as I've been through my own journey around diet culture. And I'm a lot less black and white about food than I used to be when I was younger, when I was on my own kind of diet culture journey. And even though I was following lots and lots of really healthy diet plans, I was still dieting, just wrapped up in a slightly different bow. So there are nuances to nourishing your body and there is room for kale in nourishing your body and there is room for cake in nourishing your body. And that is the difference between diet culture and not being on a diet. There is room for all kinds of food uh, in your life and you have full permission to eat all of those. But as someone with a nutrition background, I do like to empower people to understand a little bit more about the foods that are going into their body. And so I do teach nutrition um, and I do teach about the difference between certain types of carbohydrates and certain types of fats and how these will impact your health in um, particular ways. I won't go into all of those um, details here, 
But suffice to say, there are foods that are going to give you energy, that are going to help you to feel clear-headed, that are going to help you to balance your blood sugar, that are going to help your gut health, that are going to help your hormones. There are foods, uh, you know, functional nutritional foods that can help you therapeutically with, uh, you know, preventing disease and living longer and all of these kinds of amazing things. And there are other foods which may be labelled as unhealthy or processed or refined foods that um, can do quite the opposite. They can, you know, make you feel lethargic. They can contribute to hormonal imbalances. They can contribute to high blood sugar. And so I like to give people, you know, informed education on these foods so that they can make up their own minds about what they want to fuel their body with. But in general, when it comes to nourishing your body, the majority of the time, this is about, for me, choosing foods that do give you energy, that do balance your blood sugar, um, that do give you, uh, you know, a clearer mind and a, a, you know, a clearer head and enable you to stop reaching and craving and overeating foods that make you feel less clear headed. So that's the nourish your, your body piece. But it is very, very important to also understand that when it comes to nourishment, it is not just about a nutritional value. Um, and this is where it starts perhaps to get a little bit more of like a gray area. People don't like gray areas. People like rules and people like to follow this or that or black or white. But there is a gray area here for me because nourishment is also about listening to your body and also being able to enjoy life. Everything that I teach around the pillars of nourishment and around ditching diet culture is to enable you to enjoy your life and have more joy in your you know, daily occasions and the day-to-day -day things that will come up as well as special occasions, birthdays, holidays, Christmas, which is, was not that long ago. All of these things are always going to happen. They're going to come around every year, whether you like it or not. There'll be an anniversary. There'll be a birthday. There'll be a children's birthday party. There'll be a wedding. Um, there'll be an engagement. There'll be a 40th. There'll be a 50th. There'll be a 60th. There'll be something. There's always going to be something. And if you are dieting, that thing is going to arrive and it's going to be the thing that, you know, is gets in the way of your diet. And that is what I try and teach wholeheartedly is to stop letting these wonderful, happy, joyful occasions get in the way of your diet and allow you to enjoy them fully without stressing about food. And so eat your birthday cake, go on holiday and have a gorgeous ice cream, celebrate with your loved ones with delicious food. Food is also about happy occasions and creating happy memories. I love food. Like, I mean, I really, <laughs> I really love food. I could be sitting there eating lunch and thinking about what I'm having for dinner because I enjoy food. I, there's nothing else that I like more than going out to a restaurant and looking forward to that meal, not going out to a restaurant and stressing about what can I eat that's going to fit within the calorie restrictions that I'm, you know, I'm on right now. You know, I have been in that, in that place uh, where I've, before going out to eat, I've looked at the menu online and gone, oh, what, what can I have? And that looks low carb and that hasn't got too much sauce. And that looks like it would fit in with my paleo plan, whatever it is, you know, I've done all of that and I just don't do that anymore. I will go to a restaurant. I will look at the menu and order the thing that I want to eat. And the thing that surprises a lot of people who come 
onto this diet journey, um, and I've had this a lot with a lot of my members, is um, they say to me, what can I eat when I go out? And I'll say, you eat the thing that's going to bring you the most joy. Eat the thing that's going to make you happiest. Often they think that that's going to be the least healthy thing on the menu because when you're stuck in diet culture and you go out to eat in a restaurant, you're either going to look for the thing that has the least calories or you're going to go in with that kind of sod it mentality and go, do you know what? I'm out for dinner. I'm going to eat the most unhealthy thing on the menu because I can and I might not get another opportunity again. Whereas when you're nourishing yourself consistently, you can go out to eat and choose a healthy thing off the menu and not feel like you're, you know, selling yourself short or like you're feeling deprived. So I I hear this a lot um, from people on this journey of quitting dieting. Um, what am I supposed to eat when I go out? Anyway, I feel like I'm digressing a little bit. What I'm trying to get across is that the nourish your body pillar is about understanding nutrition, understanding the foods that are going to make you feel good, but also giving yourself permission to nourish yourself emotionally um, with foods that bring you joy. And that might be chocolate cake, and that might be crisps and, and dips and gin and tonics on a Friday night. That's 100% one of my favorite things, one of my favorite times of the week, because uh, we've got a place for those things as well. And you don't, you're don't, you not going to ruin your diet by having those things, because when you're feeding yourself and nourishing yourself consistently with food, good food, then you don't feel like you need to overeat the things that you have been depriving yourself of. So that is the nourish your body pillar of nourishment. The next one is nourish your mind. And there is a lot to unpack around mindset. And there's kind of two key things that I teach within my sort of framework of uh, ditching diets and rejecting diet culture. And one of those is around um, nourishing your mind with kindness. Um, we are awfully mean to ourselves. We are our own worst critics. Um, I've talked about this before, you know, how many times have you looked in the mirror and, you know, put yourself down and called yourself all sorts of, of names? What about every time you eat something that is not on your diet plan. You're mean to yourself. You beat yourself up. You call yourself weak. You call yourself greedy. You call yourself lazy. All of these things, the way that we speak to ourselves. So nourishing our mind with kindness and a little bit more positivity and acceptance is going to really help to reduce our stress levels and to allow us to come out of that diet culture and kind of just put two fingers up to it really and go, do you know what? I'm not going to partake in this crap anymore of feeling bad for eating something delicious on holiday. I'm not going to partake in your stupid rules and restrictions where I'm not allowed to eat a slice of cake on my birthday or I'm not allowed a glass of champagne at somebody's 50th wedding anniversary, whatever. Um, we're just not going to do that anymore. We're going to enjoy all the things that life has to offer. And that includes being kind to ourselves. So that's very much one of the, the, you know, the mindset pieces. And that really boils down to a kind of uh, a coaching framework whereby your thoughts determine your emotions, which in turn determine your actions and then your results. This is something I'll probably create a separate podcast episode about because it's a really, really big part of uh, mindset work and changing your mindset. And it's not something that you can just do overnight. But what you can do is when you do start to have thoughts that are less than kind and that are 
you know, leading you to actions that make you feel bad, uh, you can start to change that inner monologue and that script. I'll give you an example. So um, when people start working with me, one of the first things I get them to do is to stop weighing themselves. And this is obviously really terrifying for a lot of people because they've weighed themselves daily for years, um, sometimes multiple times a day or at the very least weekly. For many of my members, they've come from Weight Watchers and Slimming World and places where they've had to be weighed in public um, and be shamed in public for putting on a pound or not losing any weight that week. And and I just feel completely heartbroken that anyone has had to experience that. But hey ho, that's slimming clubs for you. And so one of the first things I get people to do is to stop weighing themselves. And it's really hard. And I get that. And I don't, um, I'm not going to diminish that as something that's not difficult because it is. I have managed to stop weighing myself. In fact, we have scales in the bathroom. I just never step on them. I have no desire to know what that number is. So for example, you may put on a pair of jeans and you may think, oh, these didn't fit me last month and I, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty shit hot today. Look at this. These jeans feel good. Um, you check yourself in the mirror and you're like, not bad, lady. You are looking fine today. Your bum's looking tight and you're kind of like feeling good about yourself, right? And you're like, whatever it is I'm doing, it's working. I'm feeling great. Uh, I look hot in my jeans. I know I'm just going to take all my clothes off and go and stand on the scales and see how much weight I've lost. Because surely I must have lost at least half a stone because I'm looking great in my jeans today. So off you go. (laughs) Get yourself naked, do a wee, stand on the scales. And lo and behold, what has happened is you've either not lost any weight or maybe you've even gained a couple of pounds. The body's weird that way and that's because your weight fluctuates throughout the month and has absolutely nothing to do with your actual size and shape. Probably another whole podcast episode but what happens? You stand on the scales and the scales tell you something and despite the fact that but 30 minutes earlier you were feeling amazing because you were looking hot in your jeans, the scales have told you, no you're not hot, you're fat you haven't lost any weight at all, you silly cow. And so what happens from that? You start to feel terrible. You start to feel ashamed. Um, You start to feel lazy, greedy, all those things I was just talking about. And the outcome of that is that, well, sod it, whatever it is I'm doing is clearly not working. Um, I'm just going to go and console myself with cake because obviously this doesn't work. You put your joggers back on. Clearly the mirror was lying to me. My jeans don't fit me at all. Uh, I look terrible. I'm going to put my fat clothes back on um, and I'm going to just go downstairs and, you know, eat four Kit Kats because that's going to make me feel a lot better. So can you see how, uh, first of all, scales are, you know, utter liars and you shouldn't ever step on them, but how your thoughts determine what you go and do. Had you not stepped on those scales at all and you just carried on with your day looking hot in your jeans, you would have said, do you know what? I'm feeling great. I I don't really feel like I want to eat chocolate because I'm feeling good about myself right now. And I'm going to go and choose something really nourishing. Um, I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing because I'm feeling great. So this is not a, a weight conversation right now. What this is, is you choosing different thoughts and different actions. So you can just you know, stay in your hot mama jeans and forget about the scales and you you would never have had those thoughts or you can go and step on the scales and then, you know, go and have terrible thoughts. What could have happened had you stepped on the scales and you might have seen them shift 
um, into the negative, you may have seen that you had maybe lost three pounds or, or whatever. And you might have thought, oh, great, I'm doing so brilliantly. The scales are shifting, the scales are moving. I do look great in my jeans after all, because the scales told me that they did. I know because I'm doing so great, I'm going to reward myself with some chocolate cake. So this is this is one of the biggest reasons why I tell people to just get off the scales because, you know, whatever they tell you, <laughs> the answer is quite often cake. However, if they hadn't been involved at all, then maybe you would have chosen, uh, you know, something that would have, you know, nourished you from a nutritional perspective and save the cake for another occasion without all the emotions attached to the cake. What I'm saying here is you can eat the cake, but it doesn't need to be used as a congratulation or a commiseration for what the scales have said. And I've gone a little bit on a tangent here, but bear with me. So can you see how, you know, our thoughts play a massive part in uh, in what we do on a day-to-day basis? So that's the kind of the nourish your mind piece. And another part of the mindset is around healthy habits. And this is something that diets do not teach you. Diets give you rules to follow and expect you to be able to follow them all rigidly forever. And then when you don't, three weeks in, you're made to feel like a failure, right? And quite often diet and exercise go hand in hand. So you start your new diet plan and your new exercise plan, um, and then something happens in life and you just don't have time. Maybe work gets really busy, maybe one of your kids gets sick, um, you know, maybe anything, any number of things can happen in life that mean that you are not going to have the time, the bandwidth, the capacity to do all the diet and the exercise, and um, you're just going to fall off that and beat yourself up for not being able to cope with it. So what what I like to do differently is teach healthy habits. And this is small, incremental changes that you repeat daily until they are part of your routine. And that throws out the need for having to do it all. A lot of people come into this process and join my membership and are like, I want to do everything. I want to do the meal plans. I want to do the thing. I want to start the program and da da da. And I actively encourage people to just start with one really, really small thing and identify what that is for them. So what's right for you might not be right for somebody else and stick with that. So it might be that you skip breakfast. um, And that in turn means that by 12pm, you're completely ravenous. And you're, you know, raiding the biscuit tin. And that just sets off a whole spiral of, you know, binging for the rest of the day, because you haven't set your blood sugar in the morning by having a nutritious breakfast. So by changing one thing, having a nutritious breakfast, and I've got millions of breakfast recipes, that can set you up for the rest of the day. But for somebody else, they might not have that problem. They might, no, I always eat a breakfast and that's not my problem. Um, What I'm really struggling with is um, making a habit out of exercise or my sleep's actually really bad or I'm not drinking enough water or it could be anything. Um, And it's not always the same thing for everybody. A lot of people come in and they want to change their diets first because it's kind of the easiest thing to do, but actually that might not be right for everybody. Some people might find that by 3 p.m., they're overeating loads and loads and loads of snacks. And really all they need to do is a little bit of snack um, preparation. And, you know, by 3pm, they've got a choice of, you know, something more nutritious and filling that means that they're not binging at five o'clock 
and feeling guilty about it afterwards. So it's really all about that, you know, trying to get people to you know, nourish themselves consistently. And it's the consistency part of this that is the most important thing. And that's what diets just won't ever teach you. Um, all of these fat burning and calorie counting and macro tracking, bloody blahs, um, are not teaching you how to change your mindset around consistency. So healthy habits is a huge part of that nourish your mind piece as well. And the third, but certainly by no means the final pillar, in fact, it's probably my number one, and that is nourish yourself. And this really is about self-care, especially for women, because we are really, really good at putting ourselves um, at the bottom of our list of priorities. We are incredibly busy. We are pulled in all sorts of different directions. Uh, we have got, you know, the unfairness of having to do all the things. I'm extremely fortunate in that I have an incredible husband, shout out to you, my darling, um, who is incredibly hands-on in the home and with the children and with the cooking and with the laundry and everything. You know, we share things 50-50. There's not like this is your job, this is my job. Although to be fair, it's definitely his job to put out the bins. And I know that's not very smash the patriarchy of me, but <laughs> I don't like taking out the bins. Anyway, I digress. So I'm very fortunate, but not everybody is. Not everybody is fortunate enough to have a husband that helps 50-50. Maybe you're a single mom doing it all on your own, whatever. You know, we have a lot on and it's very, very common for us to leave ourselves right at the bottom of the heap. And so what I want to try and empower and encourage and inspire you to do is to bring a little bit of self-care. And so it is a word that is bandied about quite a lot at the moment, I think, self-care. Um, and it isn't just about having a bath or getting a massage. Even just, you know, eating breakfast can be self-care. Just going to bed half an hour earlier is self-care. Switching your phone off uh, an hour before you go to bed is self-care. There are a million, 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 million ways that you can practice self-care that mean that you are just thinking about yourself and what you need in a specific moment. And I think we don't stop to do that. We don't stop to say, what am I needing right now? And um, again, probably for a future episode, uh, emotional eating is where we have not discovered the coping me mechanisms for dealing with our emotions. And so we just use food to suppress them won't go into that in huge detail here, but it's definitely something that I teach and talk about a lot. So when you practice self-care, when you have tools for managing your stress levels and, um, you know, reducing your cortisol, which is a uh, stress hormone, then you can cope with things a lot better. So with these pillars, nourish your body, nourish your mind, nourish yourself, I teach all of the component parts of those. Um, and it is a lot. And obviously, you're not expected to do them all at once uh, in any way, shape or form. And I was actually talking about this just today um, inside my membership because I do a live Q&A once a week. And uh, we had a post from one of our members saying, you know, I'm really, really struggling. Um, I was doing so well. I was eating, you know, all the nourishing foods and you know, picking foods off the meal plans and I'd really up my exercise. Um, and then I got hit with COVID for a second time. And then I've got several issues with my children and another issue uh, with a, a family member's health and various other things. And now I'm eating crisps and chocolate and I've stopped exercising and I'm just craving all the food and I feel so disappointed and I don't know what to do. Help. 
this is very, very common. This is a really common type of, you know, post that we get. Hey, I was doing really well. And then life threw loads of shit at me and I stopped being able to do well. And I'm really disappointed in myself. And this is still diet thinking because ultimately what you're doing at this point is you're like, well, I was following all the rules around movement and, and nutrition. And then life threw something at me and I wasn't able to follow the rules anymore. And so what I said in, to our member was that you're not on a diet and that remember our pillars of nourishment. If the only thing that you can manage right now is helping you to cope with all this stuff that life is throwing at you, and I'm sorry, but if if you've got COVID for a second time, you need to be resting and you need to be in bed and that needs to be your priority and get someone to bring you chicken soup, then that is the priority. Not worrying about whether you're following a meal plan or, you know, doing your meal prep or getting out to exercise every day. You know, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a reset. Yes, you're going to need to recover. Yes, you're going to need to heal. But the only way that you can do that is with rest and with by filling your self-care cup and, and focusing on the nourish yourself pillar of nourishment and letting the other stuff go, you know, practice forgiveness. It's okay that you ate some crisps. It's okay that you ate some chocolate. It's no big deal. And that we can always get back to these things. There's no need to get back on the wagon. There's no need to get back on track. There's just dealing with life as it is dealt to you and having the tools to be able to cope with those. So where we have these pillars of nourishment, they're there to help you depending on what season of life you are in. Sometimes, you know, you've got the time and you've got the capacity and you've got the the brain space and the bandwidth to be really on it with your food. And that's amazing. But sometimes you haven't. And that's okay too. And you need to be focusing more on yourself and rest and um, sleep and, you know, booking yourself in for a facial, whatever. Uh, You know, there's a time and a place for each of these pillars and they don't always need to be working together at the same time. But once you've practiced working within the pillars, you know, for long enough. And it is a journey and it can take months. It can take a good couple of years even. When you think about how long you've been entrenched in diet culture, it's not going to remedy itself overnight. There is going to be uh, a, a journey and a process. And there'll be times when you're doing really well. And there'll be times when you feel like you're self-sabotaging. And there'll be times when you feel like you've slipped back to all your old habits. And these are all just part and parcel of the journey. And it's all completely normal um, because I see it all the time. I've seen it for the last five years inside my membership. These patterns emerge again and again. So I realised that was quite a lot to take in. I've basically just taught you my entire framework. You're not expected to go away and apply all of these things, but I do want to give you something to do today um, that you can start to apply and um, start to get the wheel spinning and thinking about, well, how can I begin to, um, you know, remove diets from my life? And I want you, I want you to start thinking about the concept of consistency and what you might need to start doing consistently consistently that's going to make the biggest difference to your day-to-day life. And it is in these small things where big Uh, transformations can occur. It's not in the five-day detox. It's not in the 21-day boot camp. It's in the small thing that you do for five or 10 minutes every single day that leads to it becoming a habit and they build on them and they build, they build and they build. So think about an area of your well-being that you would like to improve upon, um, something that is, you know, bugging you at the moment and something that you could do to improve that. So, you know, maybe it's your cravings, maybe it's your sleep, maybe it's your uh, energy levels. Do you need to find time to move your body more? Do you need to you know, introduce a a nutritious breakfast? Do you need to go to bed earlier? Whatever it is, I don't mind. You can choose whatever you want. It's choose your own adventure. 
pick something that you know, something that you perhaps have been meaning to work harder on, or um, that you you know you want to start making a habit out of, and you know you'll know what it is. It, you'll know what it is. I'd love to know um, what that is. So do reach out and, and let me know. And I want you to just start thinking about how you can make a habit out of this. And the way that you do that is by starting really really small and making it really really basic setting yourself a timer, whatever it is, and doing it every single day. And I would love to know what it is that you choose and, you know, reach out to us via the podcast and let us know what it is that you are going to choose. So this is your little um, action from today's podcast is to identify something that's going to move your well-being forward a little bit to help you come away from diet culture and something that you can do consistently that's going to really make a difference when you add it up over the long term. To celebrate the launch of the podcast, I've got a fantastic giveaway for three listeners who follow, rate and review the show. I'm going to be giving away You Are Nourished Wellbeing Bundles worth £100 each, comprising some of my favourite self-care products to help you feel nourished in 2022. I'll be awarding three lucky listeners who follow, rate and review the show. It doesn't have to be a five-star review, although I really do hope you love the podcast. I want your honest feedback so I can create an amazing show that provides tons of value for you. Click the link in the show notes or the link in my bio over on Instagram to learn more about the giveaway and how to enter. I'll be announcing the winners on the podcast in an upcoming episode. That's it for today. I have loved hanging out with you today. I know it's been a little bit longer than the previous episodes, but I hope you found it helpful. Do please give us a follow and share this episode with others who might find it helpful. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.